Welcome to The Athlete Insider, a podcast designed to share the untold stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things and insight into the lives of Australia's top athletes beyond their arena. I'm your host, athlete and journalist, Ilana Withnor. Call me Lani. <laughs> and this is The Athlete Insider, episode one. The Athlete Insider is basically storytelling with coffee. So cheers to that. Today, we go inside the athlete, me. So welcome to my kitchen. This episode was brought to you by Rock Tape Australia. Rock Tape isn't just for athletes. It can help everyday people go stronger, longer. This kinesiology tape both prevents and treats injury and pain. My journey with Rock Tape started in about 2014 uh, when I made my first Australian team for the heptathlon and I injured my back and my hamstring and I was looking at all these people on the track wondering what's that colourful tape they're wearing? I found through the kinesiology tape technology, Rock Tape not only supports but prevents injury. It helped me return back to the track quickly and with ease of mind that my injury was supported. They're more than just a tape company. They're a movement company. Visit rocktape.com.au. We always start the Athlete Insider with the three big need to knows. So my big need to knows are, I really like sunflowers, uh, the ocean, and petting people's dogs. Yes, I'm that person that will come up to your dog and say, do you mind if I pet your dog? Yeah, it's a habit, it's a way of life. Next question, the greatest accolades to my name. I suppose you'd have to start with my heptathlon career. Uh, in 2013, I first qualified to represent Australia in the Oceania Heptathlon Championships, where I took out the gold medal. In 2014, I managed to do the same thing and through injury triumph and took out the title again. Uh, in 2015, I then decided to take my chance and join the Winter Olympic bobsled team. Yeah, when Yana Pittman asks you to try out for the Winter Olympics, you go to Canada with two weeks notice and try out. <laughs> um, but after a pretty bad head injury, I guess that quickly ended my bobsled career. Then most recently in 2016, uh, I decided to take up Rugby Sevens. I thought, why not? Let's have a new challenge. And since then I've managed to make two Aeon Sevens teams. Next, we go seven rounds with me, Lani. I chose seven because I wear the number seven jersey on the field and because of the heptathlon comprises of seven events. For those that don't know, day one, 100 meter hurdles, high jump, shot put, and the 200 meters. Day two is long jump, javelin, and the 800 meters. Question one, growing up. I grew up in a little town called Old Bar. Yes, Old Bar, it is how it sounds, <laughs> on the north coast of New South Wales. And oh my goodness, I couldn't be more thankful for my upbringing. Like, we were five minute drives from the beach. We lived on 20 acres of land. So I liked to drive a paddy basher when I was 11. Um, I could go for trail runs on the forest next door. We always had dogs and chickens and it was just the best lifestyle. Question two, tattoos. I actually have like 10, believe it or not, 10. I mean, there are only little ones like this, but yeah, I have 10. Question three, hidden talent. I can actually, well, 
I pull this out mostly on the dance floor, but I can do the matrix move where you like go backwards vertical and nearly touch the ground and then pull myself back up again. I think I don't like for that one, but yeah, that's pretty cool to pull out at parties. Question four, favorite song. I can't go past Beyonce, Crazy in Love, for all my B fans out there, you feel me? <laughs> um, when those trumpets start playing, like your body has a mind of its own. But then I'm also a bit eclectic with my music taste. I have to say The Getaway Plan, which is a indie Australian rock band uh, where the city meets the sea. Celeb claim to fame. Okay, <laughs> this question for those that know me is no surprise, but my ultimate celeb claim to fame would have to be accidentally kissing Usain Bolt. Yeah, it's not as bad as it sounds. Um, let's throw it back to 2012. He was in Sydney post-Olympics on a holiday. Um, I was at the same event as him. We had mutual friends. And as I went to introduce myself, I've never been so speechless in my life. Like, he just had this aura about him and he's just so charismatic and obviously the fastest man in the world as well. But um, <laughs> like his presence just made me shake. Anyways, as you go to say hello to someone, you um, you know, go in for the hug or the kiss on the cheek and we happen to go the same way. And then I was like, shivers, I just kissed you same before. Moving on. <laughs> so I think that one takes the cake. Number six, the last thing you do before bed. Um, I guess I'm very big on dental hygiene and a lot of people can agree with me on this one, but the last thing I do before bed, like I make sure I brush and floss twice a day and um, you know, you go to bed with that clean teeth feeling. I think I do that and um, visualize. I'm really big on visualization. So uh, if I have a game or a race the next day or simply a goal that I want to achieve, I will visualize it, like shut my eyes, meditate, whatever, put on some ocean sounds and um, visualize what I guess I want to manifest for the day ahead. Legacy you want to leave from your sport. Ah, well, this is a big one, I guess. You know, sport has become such a massive part of my life. Like I started with layers when I was five um, and then, you know, throughout primary school, played netball, soccer, and then obviously, you know, when I got some success in athletics, chose that as my main sport. And I just couldn't imagine a life without sport. Uh, the legacy I want to leave, I guess, is that, you know, you are only, you are capable of anything as long as you don't set limitations for yourself. And that goes for everyone. If you want to make that team, train harder. If you want to make that time, that 0.100 of a second PB, you know, be willing to do everything. Educate yourself, read books about the goal you're trying to achieve, watch YouTube videos, listen to podcasts, and um, get to know the ins and outs of your goal and what you want to achieve. And the legacy I want to leave, I guess, is that you're much more than your sport as well. Like being an athlete for 20 something years, I guess sport has sort of become part of my identity and um, being an athlete and resonating with that becomes your identity essentially. So I guess I just wanna let you know that you are a person outside of sport and the legacy is that you are more, you're worth more and you can always do more.
share knowledge and share the passion. What do you hope to eventually achieve from sport? If you told someone just starting out that had big aspirations, what's your number one piece of advice? I guess, you know, what would I tell my six-year-old self starting out in Little A's? Again, that sport isn't everything. It doesn't define you. And even though I'm really competitive in my personality and always have been, um, I'm that kid in PE class that would treat PE like the Olympics. <laughs> um, but I guess that's made me the athlete I am today. I'm always up to more of myself, but to just enjoy life as well. Like beyond the training, you know, waking up at 6am on a weekend, meaning you can't go out on Friday night with your mates. Um, that athlete lifestyle that has been embedded in me um, at such a young age, I'd say don't miss those moments, don't miss those milestones with your friends and just enjoy life in between. You are an athlete, but it's only part of your life and don't miss out on all the little magical moments that make every day great. Next question, greatest injury. This is a big one for me. Um, for all those that know me, I've had my fair share of injuries. And I guess from breaking my foot uh, five times, hence getting the belief tattoo on my right ankle, um, but then making my first Australian team the year after breaking such foot again, um, to uh, Rio 2016 Olympic trials, that nationals, uh, that probably was the most heart-wrenching injury on my uh, mental state of mind, as well as physical. I broke my back. So a lot of people ask me, oh my goodness, how, how can you break your back? And um, for me, I've always been the one to train through injuries. I've trained through limping to a start line of a hurdles race because I twisted my ankle, silly enough. Um, I did a whole heptathlon on another twisted ankle and somehow <laughs> managed to get second in the state. But 2016, I had a place to make the Rio Olympics and get the amount of points to qualify. And I had a stress fracture in my lower L5, L4 region of my spine. Um, growing up with scoliosis, I guess I've always had a sensitive back. So back injuries weren't, weren't something I, I wasn't familiar with. And I thought I could train through it, you know, and so did my coaches, I guess. And every event, I could feel it more uncomfortable and more uncomfortable until the second last event of that championships, the javelin. Wasn't always my favourite to begin with, but on throw number two of three, I was over-rotating my spine I came in at such an angle with speed and force that as I went to throw and lean back, I essentially <laughs> broke my back. Um, it gave me instant sciatica up the back of my left leg and everything just felt numb in that moment. Uh, the fact that like my Olympic dreams were crushed, um, I was in physical pain, but like nothing got to me like that emotional pain. So. That injury set me back. Um, unfortunately, I've never been able to do a heptathlon since, but it led me to rugby, led me to try something new. And, you know, I've fallen in love with rugby since then. So 
A blessing in disguise. Um, injuries teach you a lot about yourself as a person as well as yourself as an athlete. Um, it teaches you resilience you didn't know you need to have and it teaches you a lot about life and perseverance. Hmm. What's the greatest joy sport has brought to your life? And what was it like being in your shoes at that moment? Oh, goodness. There's too many. There's too many. From, I guess, winning my first Little Athletics State Championships to earning the right to have my last name with Noel on that bib that you get to wear when you race. That was pretty cool. Um, having the opportunity to race alongside Sally Pearson. That was pretty cool. Um, but... Making that elusive Australian team for the first time, but the second time was even more memorable. Um, there's a lot of politics in sport, and I had a lot of issues with some coaching and squad members at the time. And that second Oceania title meant more to me because there was expectations like she can't do it again. The first time was just a fluke. Um, it was all in the conditions, and it was like. I have a lot of people to prove wrong here, but I also owe it to myself to prove to myself that I can do this. And I remember finishing the 800 meters and I had to make a certain time to beat the girl who was currently coming first in the championship. I was coming second. And I knew if I beat her by, I think it was four and a half seconds, I've got the title in the bag. I've got another gold medal for Australia. And since heptathlon is based on points, um, you can sort of work out what time you're going to get and how many points in turn. And seeing that finish line, looking at the time I was getting on the clock and then leaving it all on the track, I, I just cried. I, um, I did it for myself, for my family back home. And um, yeah, to prove to all those people that anything is possible as long as you don't give up on yourself as they raised the Australian flag, um, as I stepped onto that gold podium to receive my medal. Like, there's nothing like it. Being in that moment, um, overwhelmed with the honour of representing your country was um, an indescribable experience. Where to from now? I guess, my goal has always been to make that elusive Olympic Games and to represent Australia there. Since watching Kathy Freeman run at the 2000 Olympics as a seven-year-old little girl, um, saying, I want to do that with my life. That has always been my life goal. Um, where to from now? I'm certainly open to wherever sport takes me, whether it's rugby or back to the track. I'm not sure at this point in time, but I have all this knowledge from, from elite sports for over 20 years of my life that I want to share with the next generation. I want to encourage all those little girls and guys that you should never stop believing in your dream, no matter how many people tell you it's never going to eventuate, it's too hard, too expensive, you don't have the skill, the talent, the drive, the money. These are just obstacles and you are made to hurdle them and overcome them and just never stop trying. I want to be a voice for body positivity, especially in young women, when all the Kardashians of the world tell you you should look or feel or act a certain way because they did. 
I wrote a little blog on my um, website, alignedwithstones.com, a little while back called Your Weight Does Not Weigh You Up. And it was about sharing a story where I entered a bodybuilding competition without any specific training <laughs> and somehow placed fourth in New South Wales. And I did this to prove to my personal training clients at the time that functional training and training for a purpose, a sports specific purpose, will always be isolated um, aesthetic training as per se. Uh, no waist trainers, no um, diet shakes or anything like that is going to get you those results. If you want a bigger butt, squat heavy. If you want smaller arms, enter a fun run, an ocean swim. Something with an outcome or a physical goal will certainly help you achieve your training goals a lot quicker. And I just want to encourage those girls to be unapologetically themselves. I think um, nothing is as sexy as your strongest self. The number on those scales will never define you. You are worth so much more than what the world tells you. Never forget that. And most importantly, your body will thank you later and you will reap the rewards from dynamic training. Um, it's safer, it's, the results will last longer. And I hope you'll fall in love with the sport that you're training for. I hope to use my journey to encourage, to inspire, to uplift someone to go for their goal fearlessly and unapologetically. I want to encourage people to come out of the dark and to live their best life. Um, from here on end, I guess I want to use my own personal training business, EW Foods Fitness, to extend to special populations training. Um, I have an interest in training people with special needs and helping them achieve their potential that the world doesn't see because of a label and a stereotype. And I will keep on persevering for my elusive Olympic dream. That was Inside with Learning With Not. Like, subscribe, share and all that goodness and comment and tell me who you want to hear from in the next episode of The Athlete Insider. Thank you for listening. Until then, keep dreaming and believing.